Blog Talk Radio. Hello, welcome to Snake Oil Radio here on Blog Talk Radio. This is your host, Jim Ventura. Thank you for joining me today. Uh, if it's your first time tuning into the show, uh, I am. Uh, my name is Jim Ventura, and I am a professional navigational consultant. I help people to uh, navigate. <laughs> so uh, my expertise is in astrology and numerology and uh, tarot and runestones, all kinds of different oracles that I work with. Um, I do do personal sessions here in my home office in Phoenix uh, for in-office clients as well as uh, sessions by phone. Uh, Any information about that is available on my website at jimventure.com. And I am also uh, a writer and an author. I do a monthly column called Snake Oil. Uh, If you're not already getting the monthly emailed newsletter, you may uh, email me at VenturaSage at Yahoo.com to get added to the monthly newsletter mailing list uh, so you can uh, get the column on a regular basis. Uh, it is blind copied out, by the way, so uh, no one will ever get your email address from me. Uh, so thanks for joining me today. This is uh, our, our beginning of the month show. And, you know, interesting uh, point I'll bring up now. Uh, I was supposed to do the show last week, but timing-wise, it just didn't work out. So I ended up uh, scheduling it for for today, obviously. And and I guess again, uh, there, there's obviously a purpose behind that, considering uh, a lot of the fallout from the recent uh, presidential election and Senate election, and all the elections that have just gone down the pike. So I think uh, this column that I'm going to read is uh, even more significant now uh, after this particular. Uh, incident. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to do a live column read. Uh, this was a new column. And then I'm going to talk a bit about this in some more detail, uh, give you a little bit more understanding. Uh, this is not a, uh, a call-in show. Uh, uh, people on some shows I do many readings on air. Uh, this is not going to be one of those shows, uh, so I won't be able to take calls today uh, for, uh, for for obvious reasons. We, we only have a 45-minute show. We've got to get a lot of material today. So, okay, so uh, this month's column, November's monthly uh, snake oil, is called Owning Our Dark Parts. The amount of angry and darker energy in society seems to be far more notable than usual. The strong opinions, frustration, and discomfort about who will be our next president racial issues, financial disparities, and a long list of other issues seem more toxic and polarizing than usual. While social media contributes to an increased beneficial awareness about many, many issues, it can also highlight some of the less attractive aspects of friends and family members. Uh, one of my Facebook friends that I often, uh, more often than not politically disagree with posted some pictures in a story that clearly angered him. A Brazilian man holding a small dog had posted a video of him repeatedly smacking the animal. The dog whimpered in terror, not sure whether to fight back or to be submissive in hopes that his owner would stop the abuse. Like any child would respond to a guardian beating them senselessly, dog feared losing the love of his master while at the same time struggling with the need for survival. The Brazilian man posted his video a few weeks before this, post my friend actually the place was from two weeks after this. It was images of the dog's abusers severely beaten face after two 
men found him and beat the shit out of him for what he did to this poor, defenseless dog. I felt conflicted emotions from seeing this. I almost never condone the use of violence. I believe the idea of abuse toward animals and children is particularly reprehensible. I'm also not a fan of abuse toward adults either, even when they seemingly deserve it. Yet a part of me was really happy to see this man get the beating he received. I found myself on the same page as my angry friend's position. I honestly might have done the same thing to him if I found him. This realization disturbed me as much as the video. I've never been one to abuse others physically. It has been rare for me to abuse, other, uh, abuse someone verbally either, especially because I have grown mellow with age. On the contrary, I've more often than not taken the role of big brother and protector when I encountered someone abusing anyone I care about. Notably, when I was younger, I saved many wounded birds. While I'm built for potential physical warfare, my strongest weapon has always been my words. I can cut through an abuser like a verbal blade that has been sharpened to a razor. Like most people, I did a few questionable things in my younger days that I am not particularly proud of. Yet, I learned early on about the repercussions of using my power this way. Having power and using it are very different considerations. I'm very aware of what happens when we act inappropriately. Whether one believes in karma or not, it is still a reality. Abuse or treat others cruelly, and it will come back to you. What disturbed me so much after seeing the video was feeling those ugly, vengeful, retaliating thoughts surfacing in me again. I felt I had long ago conquered this darker part of me. When we understand the chakra or energy centers of the body, we get a clearer picture of how humans operate. There are seven chakras or energy centers. Uh, there are many theories that there are more like 12, but for our purposes, we will focus on the seven. The root chakra is at the base of our spine and stores our most primal parts and keeps us grounded to the earth. It is responsible for our fight or flight responses and essentially holds our survival urges, urges and more of the darker and animal parts as well. Uh, the second chakra is our sexual center located in and around the groin area. It is part, the part of us that works to balance personal relationships. The third chakra is just above our belly button and is our power center. It is a part of us that digests our ability to use and direct power. The fourth chakra is our heart chakra. The fifth chakra around the throat is our communication center. Uh, the sixth chakra is also known as our third eye. The seventh chakra connects us to God, Goddess, Tao, all that is, and our spiritual center. Through the process of spiritual evolution, and as the souls get older, wiser, and evolve through our reincarnational cycles, we find ourselves having more access to all seven centers. The root chakra is where our survival instincts are centered. The willingness to need to survive at all costs is part of our grounding and also houses much of our fears. As each chakra opens, we become balanced and have more access to things like empathy and understanding while still retaining our ability to survive. Unfortunately, when the higher centers are not in play, this may lead to sometimes succumbing to our darker impulses. Anger, urges to retaliate, hurt other living things, jealousy, greed, and even unspeakable cruelty can sometimes run the show when we only respond from a guttural level. The heart chakra needs to be activated and open for us to feel empathy and love. Our throat chakra, when open, helps us to communicate more effectively with others. 
It can also help us to develop humor and disrupt our darker urges this way. Our third eye, or sixth chakra, when opened, allows us to see the bigger picture, to not get too caught up in the small stuff. Our seventh chakra connects us to spirit and the God force itself. When we develop our spiritual sides, our chakras open and we're able to stay more centered, temperate, and balanced. It's also easier to recognize when people have some of their higher chakras closed off or have not yet opened them at all. We are understandably horrified at times by the things we see on the television news and many of the multitudes of other news outlets available. Murder, rape, thievery, slander, and other horrible elements can seem to be far too rampant. Yet we all have experienced times when some of these darker impulses may have been considered in the heat of anger. Hopefully, we may be wise enough to not act on these impulses. But when someone cuts us off on the freeway, we might imagine the potential satisfaction of ramming their car off the bridge or of a cop pulling them over so they get what they deserve. Few of us haven't considered the impulse to get back at someone who humiliates us or treats us in any type of way that is cruel. No matter how much we may love or mate, if someone extremely attractive flirts with us, we may consider what it would be like to be with them. We would be liars if we claimed we have never had these and similar or even possibly darker thoughts. In astrology, Scorpio and the eighth house also. Placement in our natal chart shows where we use power effectively or with negative intent. It shows where we have been tested and also where we could potentially evolve to the highest level. I've often joked with my friends and clients who are in a really bad relationship to simply put a little bit of arsenic or other less traceable poison on a sugar cookie each day until they slowly take out their obnoxious mate. I've used dark humor at times this way. In no way would I ever suggest someone actually do this. A much better solution is to face your fear, develop self-esteem, and leave an abusive relationship. Still, humor is a powerful tool in discharging anger, hurt, and frustration. I remember when I was a young man in Catholic school and was told that even if you think a dark thought, you have committed a sin. This, of course, made me think I was a really terrible person because I had quite a few dark thoughts. When I began to study metaphysics, I started to understand how truly ridiculous this perspective was. It was also a tactic to keep people in a perpetual state of artificial guilt. Going to church or confession was the only appropriate way to balance and clear our darker parts. Sometimes people who are extremely religious are drawn to fundamentalism precisely because in the past they've acted on some of their darker thoughts. The, project, the projection of judging other people's sins becomes the obsessive focus. On the other hand, there are also religious people who have opened their sixth and seventh chakras and are drawn to express their connection to God in this way. Everyone expresses their spirituality at their, in their own way. And some people are not focused on their spiritual sides at all. Owning our dark places is actually healthy. Learning how to not act on those aspects is an element of spiritual evolution and the result of opening of all of the chakras. We become aware logically, emotionally, and spiritually that when we hurt others and act on our darker thoughts, we create karma. We begin to feel uncomfortable when we retaliate, as opposed to feeling triumphant. We stay bound to this world with repeated themes of karmic creation and resolution until we learn and grow. Rather than 
becoming depressed when we see others do horrific things, we can learn to see the larger picture. Everyone around us is at different levels of spiritual and soul evolution. Some baby and younger souls are focused on creating karma for their experience and to eventually resolve these karmic debts, while others are paying off karma, also known as burning ribbons. Everything is eventually balanced karmically. No one gets away with anything. Society's laws of punishment for crimes don't alter the inevitable arranging of karmic balance. Every soul will eventually evolve. Just some do it very, very slowly. But a shot find ourselves moving away from those who are more closed down. We may even find that people we were once really connected to no longer feel comfortable to us. It is right and natural to move away from people we don't vibe with. The man who abused a dog will eventually have to resolve his crime at a soul level. It is likely that he was betrayed by someone close to him for his loyalty. The twisted urge to beat and abuse a dog, an animal that embodies the very archetype of loyalty, was his distorted attempt to fight back. This doesn't excuse his atrocious behavior. It simply explains it. Sixth chakra stuff here. Of course, no matter what the crime this dog committed was ultimately an act of innocence. Like everyone, our darker thoughts sometimes surface. We can still enjoy a movie or television show about fighting back against an oppressor. We can understand that our darker parts are part of us. We don't have to get caught up in some holier-than-thou New Age nonsense about seeing the higher centers as better. Opening our higher centers is not about overcoming our lower energy centers. It's about integrating all aspects of ourselves and simply making better choices about what right action truly is. Okay, so uh, let me also mention here that this is my uh, 100th column that I've written. started the column back in, in 2003, so uh, this is a little milestone. Although technically... I probably have about 107 columns, but seven never made it to print <laughs> for obvious reasons. You know, as a writer, sometimes you write something and then you're partly through it, or you, you know, and then you look at it and you're like, okay, this sucks. Uh, scratch, start over. I've got notebooks of all kinds of things that I started, never finished. And on the other hand, I have notebooks of things that I recovered two years later, four years later, and then realized it was a good piece and rewrote it and ended up printing it. So, uh, you know, there's a process, of course, behind all of this as well. Uh, so, yeah, they're very, you know, very exciting to have done this. And, and the column now is reaching about uh, about 1,700 people now. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of that. I'm, I'm glad people have access to, to my writing and my work. And the good side of that is, you know, some people cannot afford to have personal sessions with me. So when they get to read my columns, a lot of times you're getting insight that way, and it doesn't cost you anything. So uh, there is the uh, smart part of subscribing to my monthly column. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about this piece in a little bit more depth. It's getting very significant. Uh, I wrote this in, in early uh, October, and uh, you know, we'll use this election that just has come down the pike um, between uh, presidential candidates Hillary Clinton and, and Donald Trump and a couple of other uh, libertarian and a, and a Green Party candidate, and, and of course Senate seats and, and all kinds of things that, that have just come uh, through the uh, 
through the through the mill here. Um, yeah, you know, I I've noticed this in a particularly dark election cycle. Uh, I'm not going to get political in perspective and point of view here, but I do want to point a few things out. Uh, I certainly noticed a lot of very horrible things uh, posted uh, from from quote unquote friends on on Facebook along the way, from from people on the right and and on the left. Uh, definitely a, a lot of mudslinging uh, across the board. Uh, you know, I even uh, you know I saw someone that posted a picture of Hillary Clinton and, uh, you know, and, and a dog peeing on the the poster or picture. You know, just stuff that makes me shake my head um, in, in embarrassment and, and shame that someone thinks that is funny. Uh, you know, there's good humor and then there's garbage humor. Um, by the same token. And on the other side, I noticed um, a lot of ripping and tearing of Melania Trump. Um, that, to me, was inappropriate and obnoxious. So, you know, I've seen this on, on, on both sides. Um, you know, from a political perspective, uh, I was not, I, I would have preferred Hillary Clinton win this election for a number of reasons that I'm not going to get into, but I certainly will accept um, the outcome that, that Donald Trump took this election. There's a reason behind that and a purpose, um, whether it's uh, uh, possibly a good one or that we we just have to go through this process of, of things getting messed up in that sense in order to heal and to grow. There's always uh, purpose deep behind things, even if there are times when we, we can't necessarily see it. And, you know, one of the things, I, I recently on Facebook posted an angel card message that I think is also very, very significant. It's interesting. The day of the election, um, I had, I felt a very, very heavy feeling that something was off kilter that day. And I was uh, more inclined mathematically to think that Hillary Clinton was going to take this election. Um, but uh, I ended up being wrong about that. That's the first time I've ever been wrong about a presidential election call, which is wild. Uh, but um, so I felt a very kind of heavy energy um, even in the afternoon. And then when I started watching the election returns and things, I saw the direction it was going, and I just kind of shut it off at that point uh, because uh, I, I can just feel this mounting uh, uncomfortable energy. And, 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 and from either side of it, I think that it had Hillary Clinton won the election, there would have been tremendous amount of, of retaliation uh, from people, Trump supporters, and people on the right. Um, what we're seeing now, of course, is there's rioting and, and, and demonstrations and things going on in a lot of major cities uh, for anti-Trump stuff. So it was going to come down the pike at, at one level or another. Clearly, the country is very, very divided. So I thought really ultimately that was where a lot of that anxiety was surfacing in me, that no matter what came out of this, there was going to be some very difficult stuff churning but the truth of it is, anyway, this was happening ultimately all along. Uh, I think much of this uh, election campaign was about mudslinging on, on either side. Um, you know, uh, the whole thing with the, the emails was ridiculous to me right from the beginning. Um, and uh, uh, it just never made any, any sense to me in, in that sense why this was such an issue in the first place. I think it was really a drummed-up issue. Um, there were certainly elements of uh, Hillary Clinton's character that I have to question 
um, in some ways. But there's, uh, you know, and, and then the other end, uh, well, to me, Trump said uh, repeatedly atrocious things along the way. Um, there were times when he was being accused of stuff that was not actually true either. So, again, we see a lot of this swell of, of yuckiness that really has been part of this. In some ways, I'm, I'm just glad in some respects the election is over uh, in that respect. But let me bring this around. I want to talk about something a little topical because I'm sure this is on a lot of my listeners' minds. Um, and then, you know, I pulled this angel card the day of the election when I was feeling that discomfort surfacing from the Dorian Virtue deck. So let me read that to you because I did recently post this on Facebook because now, of course, there's all stuff going back and forth um, on Facebook about anger uh, on either end. So the message is this. She says, see only love. Look past the seeming errors, mistakes, and misunderstandings and see only the love within each person, including yourself. Your resolute focus upon the love that underlies every situation brings about healing in undreamed of ways. The angels give you this card as a reminder to see yourself, others, and every situation through their eyes. When you focus on love, anything that's unloving falls away. It's like turning on a light to diminish the previous darkness. Call upon your angels whenever you need help to elevate your position to a more loving vantage point. Look past the personalities and egos of others and see the angel within them. The angels can help you with this if it seems difficult. Forgive, release anger, hurt, or judgment to the angels. Affirm what you desire instead of what you fear. Again, a Dorian Virtue quote from the from the uh, from uh, one of the, the angel decks that I use, in addition to many other oracles I work with. So, awesome! You know, uh, not always easy to do, but definitely a better focus uh, for us to take, and hopefully uh, for my listeners, um, you can add maybe a little more light into this world by bringing your perspective around to that, because ultimately. You know, this is what I, I, I like to remind people of, and, and then, we'll, then we'll come back around to this and talk about the chakras a little bit more, um, because this is interconnected with the story I wrote about the man beating the dog. And the point that I made in that is I don't know this man. Um, I certainly wouldn't want to for obvious reasons. But when I saw that, it made me think that, again, what was likely going on in his life is he was loyal to a woman or a family or job or something like that and ended up getting mistreated um, and had a tremendous amount of anger about that. So a dog, as an archetypal energy pattern, literally represents the epitome of loyalty in that sense. So I think his very sick, again, lower, uh, obnoxious chakra response to smacking and beating that dog was, you know, a, a misguided attempt to beat the people and things that he felt had hurt him at one level or another. Um, so that, that's why I had pointed that out. Uh, there's always motivation behind things, uh, even when obviously it's obnoxious in that sense that he did this. And what the intercard is mentioning, what I'm trying to point out, that I think is important to remember is even behind the ugliest acts is some distorted attempt at love. Uh, listen, hate itself is love in some distorted way. We cannot hate something that we don't love at some level. 
Um, otherwise, we are ultimately indifferent toward it. So it's a, it's a, it's it's the same emotion as love, but on the opposite, darker spectrum of of where love ultimately stems from. So when we love ourselves and when we we care about ourselves and we treat ourselves and people around us well, we have high self-esteem, we feel good about ourselves in this world, we're very unlikely to to do things like beat a dog or hurt a child or anyone else for that matter in that sense. We're we're coming ultimately from a different place. And and, and that's what I I really, you know, I, I had that level of understanding as I looked at it. But again, what had disturbed me was, you know, I'm a big protector of, of dogs and cats and animals and children and people in general. Um, it's always kind of been my thing. I'm a big, well-built, strong guy with a big mouth. Um, and uh, I I don't like uh, people abusing uh, anyone or anything around me in that sense. And uh, that that's it's a key part of who I am as a person. But on the other end... Again, what disturbed me so much is to feel that guttural sense of wanting to beat that man in that sense and being glad at some level that they did. You know, I don't like that part of me when it surfaces in that sense, and it does from time to time. Uh, listen, we're, we're human beings. We, we get angry. That's what I was talking about when I was referring to the whole dynamic of our first chakra. We've got to understand these energy centers are all about survival. At a, at a very, very base level. So, you know, for instance, you, when we look at the chakra patterns in the body, if you have an illness or a disease in a certain part of the body in relation or near these chakra centers, you're getting more information about what this relates to spiritually and energetically um, uh, as opposed to just looking at it physically. So, for instance, when people have lower back issues, there's often fear about survival, financial issues, uh, guttural hurt and anger at one level, another, being frustrated with self or life and irritated and some part of you wanting to strike out at some level. So lower back issues are interconnected with that. Listen, of course, they're physical also. We're not denying that. We're looking at things from multiple angles. So when we only are reacting from such a guttural place, of course we're going to get the potential to do some really crappy things in that sense. But as each chakra lights up, so to speak, again, as we ultimately evolve, we're able to access other perspectives around that and, and, and other subjects that could ultimately anger us or bring us into a fear place in the first place. First chakra holds our survival energy. It also can hold our fear at a very, very core level. Um, we live in a very uh, advanced society where you don't have to hunt for your own food anymore. You don't have to uh, worry about uh, killing a neighbor in another cave next to you. Or you know, We don't have to do those things in the same venue as we did hundreds of thousands of years ago when those were more prevalent issues where you needed more of that energy. But it's still a part of who we are. You know, when, when you go on a roller coaster and you, you, have, you feel that, 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 sense of, uh, what's the word for it, like uh, discomfort in, in, the, in the base of your spine at a very, very core level when you're about to go down the hill or go up a hill on a roller coaster or, or when you're watching The Walking Dead or something, you know, that, that, that triggers that, that anguish, that survival energy, that fear energy, 
there's kind of a dual thing about it. It's uncomfortable, but yet another level, it also is a stimulating element to us in a very base way. Uh, <clears throat> we're human beings. We operate from this perspective. Now, as the chakras move up, you know, for instance, with the, the second chakra, your, your sacral chakra uh, in and around the groin area, your sexual chakra, is related to the energy patterns or our relationships with others. When we have harmonious relationships with other people, our, 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 our chakra is balanced uh, in that particular area. You know, I, I've always said this. I know when I go to bars or places where people are kind of cruising and checking you out more than usual, I always feel a lot of energy in that area of my body and the, the practical reality from people probing your second chakra energetic to see if you're available, to check you out in that sense, of course, is I, for me, it ends up, I just have to pee a lot. <laughs> That's like the way I'm trying to discharge that energy. That's why I can, you know, a bar or a club or things like that, I mean, I can maybe do two hours or so and then there's a certain amount of like, discomfort that that comes from that in that sense. Maybe when I'm older and uglier, maybe people won't check me out so much and I'll get <laughs> less, but I'll probably dread that too. But, um, you know, that that's an area that, that is related to, to that energy pattern. So when we look at things like getting a hernia or um, having issues with the reproductive area for males and females, again, we're looking at an imbalance somehow in that particular area of our body, energetically, emotionally, spiritually, and then even potentially physically. When you go further up at the... Third chakra, you know, in and around your stomach, your solar plexus area, in that sense, we're looking at our power center, um, how we digest things, literally and energetically, um, how we ultimately will respond to whether we have power or we don't. Um, You know, when when people have stomach issues and and ulcers and, and, and digestion problems and things, clearly they're having an issue with their power center and how to use their power center effectively in this world. So the three lower chakras, so to speak, are, are balanced ultimately by the fourth chakra, which is the one, sort of the bridge between the quote-unquote lower and higher chakras. When your heart chakra is open and, and flowing, you experience uh, both the giving and receiving of love in a much more healthy way in that respect. Um, that's where... This, this area houses the seed of our ability to love and others and, and to be loved. So when we have heart issues, of course, usually it means there's some type of imbalance in relation to, to our ability to love or to give love, to receive love, uh, things of that nature is where that ultimately stems from. You know, the beginning element of compassion and understanding really stems from the heart chakra beginning to open when we can ultimately feel and experience love. Now, some people, what I would term younger souls, so to speak, may only have the first four chakras even open, where the fifth may be a little, but very little going on with sixth or seventh in that sense. And and that, I hope, for my listeners, will help you to understand why some people can behave so badly in that sense. And even for people who do have the other chakras opened, yeah, listen, there are times when you may trip up or, or do something obnoxious or off-kilter um, because we, we ignore the messages coming from these, these higher centers. And like the angel message says, listen, even behind the worst human being and the worst behavior, 
there is still love in that human being in that respect. Um, it's just not being expressed in a healthy way. When someone deeply believes they're unlovable, they may ultimately act in ways that make people not love them. In that sense, it, 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 there's, a, there's a give and a take between this whole dynamic and pattern. So when we move up to the, the throat chakra, the fifth chakra, and there's corresponding colors to these, red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet as well. Um, when we look at the throat chakra, this is our center that, that, that operates around communication and expression. When this chakra is uh, well opened, uh, we, we tend to communicate well. We express ourselves well. Uh, I'm a writer. Uh, one of my major things, the work that I do is counseling people and talking to them and telling stories and using humor. humor. And, uh, my, this, my fifth chakra is uh, open, <laughs> to put it mildly. You know, uh, it's a part of, of, of where I operate from. And, you know, that's why I mentioned in the piece, listen, don't uh, minimize the, the use of humor, uh, healthy and, 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 and healthy and fun humor. Listen, sometimes a little dark humor is a good thing. Um, we just have to remember to kind of ultimately keep it in balance and keep it in check um, where we don't get too dark. But there is um, uh, power and energy behind humor. That's very, very clearing, just as there's power and energy behind the ability to communicate with a mate or a friend and talk and express yourself in a healthy way. Uh, that's where that expansiveness comes from and enables us to do that more effectively. You know, singing, uh, communication, these are all very healing for the throat chakra, obviously, in, in that sense. Um, as we go further up, we then get to the third eye, you know, the center of your forehead. And that chakra is where we develop the ability to see the larger picture, to understand, understand things in context. Um, it's also where we, you know, where we're able to uh, use our intuitive uh, uh, abilities and sensitivity from that angle. Uh, when the third, uh, third eye chakra or sixth chakra is open, we see things from other perspectives in other ways. You know, when people have severe migraines and headaches, a lot of times this has to do with the shutdown sixth chakra at one level or another. Um, and, and that's uh, part of you know, that, that being blocked up. But then we move on to the seventh chakra, which is the crown chakra, the, the, the one just slightly above your head in that sense. That's the God force. That is uh, all that is the Tao our connection to spirit. You know, when, when people, uh, sometimes in, in religious ceremonies, uh, or, you know, they may have that, that chakra stimulated in a way which is unbelievably profound. For people like me, maybe you get that through walking through a grove of trees, or when you're cuddled up with your cat, or, or you know, in other ways, uh, church isn't really my thing. But I have been to good churches too, so whatever wrote road ultimately takes you there. But when that chakra is in play, then compassion and empathy is extremely developed. This is coming from the God force, from the life force, from that love force in the most powerful and profound way. So, in a nutshell, a lot of people in this world are not really, really operating at all from the six or seven chakras. Uh, it's, it's not every person on the planet, again, in terms of soul age development and other factors that I've talked about in other shows, necessarily has those chakras in play. And so there's a lot of people that 
go to church and have that seventh chakra open. There's a lot of people who go to church and sure as hell don't have the seventh chakra open at all. They go uh, for insurance <laughs> because that's what you're supposed to do. There's no heightened God sense or awareness for some people, and that's normal, believe it or not, in terms of people's evolution and, and their, 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 their spiritual evolution. Not everyone is focused on that type of thing or that particular area. But when, when all your chakras are ultimately in play, then you tend to operate from a much more powerful perspective, a compassionate one. Uh, again, all these areas of life are flowing in a harmonious way. You know, one of the things that I learned about a long time ago that I often suggest to clients when they're stressing is to do a chakra scrub. When you go into the shower, there's other ways to do this, but you take soap and you wash each chakra energy area uh, and then let the water rinse your body off, which you would do anyway, but also allow it to kind of clear and drain any clogged energy that's going on in any of your chakras. Um, also, afterwards, you can then get out of the shower, dry off, and then possibly um, take a little oil and, and then touch each chakra with oil to kind of anoint it or, or mark that, that energy as being open and clear. This is actually a very simple formula and method if you're really stressed to often do a lot of clearing because you will then often get more insight into what's going on in your life, more clarity. You know, the beautiful thing about having the higher centers open is that you are more intuitive, more aware, uh, and, and more perceptive in, in some respects. Uh, that is an important thing to have access to, uh, again, because, you know, uh, listen, like, like for someone like me, there would never be in a million years me uh, beating up an animal. You know, uh, it, it's, it's inconceivable in that sense. Although, you know, I, I had years and years ago, I had a cat that did something really bad, peed on, uh, on a bunch of magazines and things that were basically in a, uh, unreplaceable for me, and I got so angry that I swatted him almost, uh, you know, against the wall. Um, you know, it was something that I'm not proud of in that sense. I was so angry. It was such a guttural response. And then he went and he hid under the bed because he was scared. I mean, it would hurt him probably more because his dad had never struck him at all. You know what I mean? No than necessarily physically. I didn't hit him that hard. I was mad, but I would never do that either. But I immediately felt this sense of absolute disgust that I had done that. And I had to coax him from under the bed, which took a while. And then I was holding him and walking around with him and apologizing and petting him. And I told him I would never, ever do that again. I mean, that was 20-something years ago. And, you know, as much as I don't like that I went through that and that I did that, um, it was part of, of transforming me act on that again at any level. Yes, it sucks that I lost those magazines, but I love him. He wasn't doing it. You know, he was doing it to be spiteful, <laughs> actually. Uh, I, it was in a cat that I had gotten from an ex after we broke up, and and the cat had this kind of spiteful mentality that he had learned from, from my ex. So uh, there was a spitefulness behind it. But ultimately, you know, the cat, again, is innocent. And, and I've been much more 
effective in how I use my power, and I'm very, very proud of that. Uh, I will never, you know, get caught up in that lower stuff again. I did it a few times, and also when I'm younger. You know, I have a couple of stories of things I did when I was like 16 and 17, you know, where I was a total ass in stuff that I did. But the older and wiser I get, the more my chakras open. Yeah, I, I don't do things like that. And I don't even really think about them. I mean, yeah, like, like I mentioned the piece, listen, we, we sometimes have dark thoughts. But for me, like when I think of doing something retaliative or something darker, whether it's actually a physical thing or even just saying something obnoxious to hurt someone's feelings, I don't actually do it 99.9% of the time. I think it. I laugh to myself that I could even have conceived of something so obnoxious in that respect. And that sort of humor often breaks a pattern for me. Um, in astrology, I have Venus and, and Neptune in Scorpio. So I have some Scorpio in my chart. I am a Sagittarius sun sign, but I have a little Scorpio in my chart. And also, my, in astrology, my sun falls into the eighth house. It's actually technically in the seventh but it's close to the eighth house as well. So if you understand astrology, of course, you just got a ton of information. If you don't, the seventh house in astrology represents partnerships and relationships. The eighth house represents power. Using it, figuring out how to use it effectively for transformation in this life. So I kind of dance between both those worlds with my son, meaning my S-U-N son, by the way, where I get my life force and my vitality comes from both of those things. I work a lot with people. I've had a lot of relationships in my life, seventh house. I have worked on on using power um, and to be effective in a million different ways in my life, eighth house stuff. I understand the hidden motivations of people, a lot of issues and themes around money and financial stuff, also eighth house matters. So this is part of who I am. So I recognize that I was supposed to go through some of those things when I was younger and, and some of the darker parts and then bring it into the light. And it's a great thing about, you know, being 51 now. I just am in a much more evolved place in the way that I am. So for all of my listeners, listen, we, we're all at different stages of our evolution and our awareness. But what I can suggest is, like I said in the piece, listen, own your dark parts. Don't get caught up in this idea that you can't have dark thoughts on occasion. Uh, just learn not to act on them in that sense. And, and, and look at the idea of opening up your chakras. And uh, we don't have enough time to cover how to do that, but I do suggest a chakra scrub. So there's lots of books and things on looking at the idea of, of opening up your chakras because I'm telling you, the benefits behind this are staggering. Um, I, I just, it's a perfect example of this. Every once in a while I might get sad, but I'm never really depressed. To me, that's another part of the chakras being open, is when you've got the sixth and the seventh chakra in play, the fifth chakra, you're, you're not going to be depressed for very long. Uh, you, you, you will have, you see things from another perspective and another light, and that's powerful. Okay, so anyway, I, believe it or not, we're out of time already, which is just staggering uh, how fast these shows go. So, again, you can see why I couldn't take any live calls. Um, so, you know, thank you for joining me today. Uh, if you're not already getting my monthly letter, email me at venturesatchyahoo.com. You should find that info on uh, the Blog Talk site uh, and all over the place um, if you're interested. Uh, also, uh, you can. I have a fan page on Facebook. You can look for that. It's under Snake Oil. 
or even just friend request me, that's fine as well. Facebook, I do post there. Um, and if you're interested in sessions or any of my books or any of the other good stuff, boom, go to jimventura.com. Easy enough to track. And uh, all the information you want on, on that particular area. So, uh, again, thanks for joining me today. Um, you know, keep... Uh, you know, keep your spirits high and, and up and, and don't get caught in, in this ugly energy that's going to be surfacing around for a while. Again, it ain't new. We've been feeling it for a while, so it's just uh, more of it to come from uh, from the after effect of what came down the pike. And, and know that, uh, you know, there, there's always a larger meaning behind the things that happen, and we just have to kind of understand that and, and trust it. So, uh, again, have a uh, great evening or afternoon, depending on where you are or when you're listening to this, and we'll, and we'll catch up with everybody next time. All right? Cheers.